Hey guys, it's Steven again. Just calling from heaven through a miracle of cybernetic processes. Just to say, thanks for creating your Patreon page. I love to kick back and smoke a fat one with my boy Carl Sagan. While we listen to the extra phone calls and stories we get all the time. Anyway, talk soon. Love you. Bye. Oh yeah, my favorite podcast is the Sick and Wrong Podcast. Cause it's a very good podcast. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a funny, 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 funny show. Sick and Wrong Podcast is a wonderful Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Harrison. Harrison, what's cracking? Sure. Yeah. That's a man. <laughs> um, do you hear about the Jews in space? Um, I did. <laughs> they they uh they crashed and burned, didn't they? I know, but it wasn't supposed to. I don't be know, like but that. why doesn't crashing on the moon count as landing on the moon? Well, because I think the idea so. Israel was hoping to become the fourth country to successfully land a spacecraft on the moon. Right. And they had done this like a private company funded it. It was like a hundred million dollar project. And people had to like, I think groups of, of kids, like not kids, but like scientists worked with. They didn't even pay for it. No, I think they, they paid someone. They paid a hundred okay. million dollars, but yeah. it was like a contest. And so okay. they would get prize money to compete. And then like the group, I think it was some university students, and uh, some scientists all worked together to make Israel the fourth country to land a spacecraft on the moon. So they made this like lunar craft. It's gold. And it said in uh, Hebrew letters. This sounds like something that Dr. Phil would be executive producer on. It, it does. You it know? totally sounds like, yeah, like Oprah would have been yeah. producing this or something. Or Oprah's channel, you know. Judges like, of the moon the show include Dr. Phil and Judge Judy, you know. But it, so anyway, they, they had this like gold lunar craft, this golden lunar craft. And it had like in Hebrew letters it said small country, big dreams. And inside there was like a Torah and a bunch of Jewish stuff on some matzah dreidels or something. And they're going to land it on the moon and just leave it there as like a mark for Israel made it to the moon because China's made it there. You know, Russia made it there. The USSR and the United States, obviously. So Israel wanted to leave their mark, which is interesting to say the least. I don't know what they're trying to do here. I'm sure their Zionist conspiracies have abounded with this. Um, I don't know if they're going to try to occupy the moon, possibly. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I it's it doesn't. It it really puts us back. I think. I mean, I I can't tell you how long last month I was spent trying to convince people that I wasn't part of a Zionist conspiracy to cover up the fact that the moon is a hologram and that it's all a waste, you know? Well, it makes me wonder. So, so what happened here is the, the, the Bereshit spacecraft landed on the moon and crashed and exploded. So all the, you know, all their hopes were dashed. So it makes me wonder, does someone not want the Jews to be in space? Do the aliens not like the Jews either? Nobody does. Of course I know. 
Like even yeah. like fucking, you know, in space, the Jews, the Jews don't even have a home in space. I've never heard of a, a Jew getting abducted by aliens. They don't even want to probe us. They fuck <laughs> it. They're like, no. Mm. Well, anyway, the whole thing reminded me of this. I don't know if you remember this, but it's a great song. It's the whole reason I'm talking about this is just so I could play this song. See, Jews in space. Such a great song. Jews are in space. The best thing about this is, is in the clip, you see they're flying like this Jewish star aircraft. Yeah. It's like an aircraft that's shaped like a Jewish star. And inside is just a bunch of Hasids, like dancing around with like, you know, the beards and the hats. It's just, it, it's pretty funny. But it's from a Mel Brooks movie, The History of Civilization Part One. Sure. Which, uh, there was never a part two. Yeah, that annoyed me when I was a kid. <laughs> I was like, "What? when's it going to come out? What's going on? You I haven't know? seen that movie in a long time, but doesn't like Mel Brooks play Moses or something? He does, yeah. Yeah, he plays like a bunch, a bunch of different characters. Gregory Hines is in it yeah, a bunch of times. Ancient Rome, you know. Yeah, Ancient Rome, and they go through yeah. the history. So I, I kind of want to download that and see. Or I always see get it mixed up with like Life of Brian in my mind, you know. Yeah, so, it was it was a good movie, but there was a scene with Jews in space, and I remember as a kid always being very inspired by that. And be like, yeah, one day there's going to be Jews in space. There's going to be astronauts, Jewish astronauts, and this is going to be a great day for us. And look what happens. That's actually what you thought as a child. Yeah, as a kid, I remember seeing this being That's like, ridiculous. There's going to be Jews, and we're going to like you know fight mm. against the Death Star with our Jewish star aircrafts. Like I, I thought mm. it was cool, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was inspirational and now yeah. look, look what happens yeah i don't know do, do you think the arab world was just like sweet like fist bumping each other yeah probably it actually makes me think I, I'm, I'm never normally one of those guys who's like the moon landing never happened but this makes me wonder man you know well, i mean that, it's like the if they couldn't pull this off how do we like we didn't even have like wi-fi you know what i mean in, the, in 1969, it's like, and the, that thing was basically just like a shitty tin Chevy Impala with like, <laughs> with like a fake computers on it. You know, like how did the fuck did they, did that happen? Yeah, no, like, did it happen? I, I just doesn't make any sense to me how they could land and then leave and then it, it's all fine. They why lived. Don't, why don't you ask Stanley Kubrick? Hmm. Oh, right. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Um, well... You know, they're, they're almost Jews in space today, so that, that could have been cool. But yeah, I do wonder, what did happen? Like, you'd think with today's technology, you know, you could make a rocket that could land up in space, mm. you know, that could make it through the atmosphere. So I'm surprised I, the whole country. Like maybe the Arabs were, were, were upset by it, because when they found out about it, they're like, you know, fine, let them go make orange groves up there on the moon. <laughs> we don't have to deal with them anymore, you know? Yeah, like, and then they're just yeah. like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm just bummed that they didn't do like, I don't know. I I kind of was hoping that the craft would be shaped like a Jewish star or a menorah or something. It just looked like a normal lunar craft, but it was gold. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, um, moving on here. We we actually, I'm not going to spend the whole show talking about Jews in space. Right. I kind of want to. But uh, we actually have other things to talk about. Um, namely, 
a woman who kills an old woman, well, an older woman who kills other old women. Yeah, have you ever heard of uh, Juana Barraza? I have not. Yeah, I was reading about her recently. I don't know where I came across the name. And actually, I don't really know how I found her. Uh, but her name's Juana Barraza, the old lady killer. But she was a serial killer from Mexico. And a couple weird things about this story. One, they didn't have too many female serial killers in Mexico. Um, she was, and she's prolific. I mean, she had like, they, they suspect she was responsible for 49 deaths. Like she killed 49 old ladies. That's another weird thing. The, all the victims were old ladies. There was okay. a woman killing old ladies. And the other 49? Weird, 49, 49 Jesus old ladies. Christ. Yeah. They, they only, she was only charged with 16, but, mm. but, you know, they suspect 49. But the other weird thing about it is she was a luchadora. She was a female, oh. like a professional wrestler. You know, the, the masks. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. yeah. That's crazy. That's so weird. That's it's so weird. random. Yeah. Yeah. She was, I didn't even know I they had a female. I one of those matches they have down in South LA, you know? Well, have you ever done, uh, what's the one that's popular? Uh, Lucha Baboom? The fuck is that? That's the, the one that's like, it's like a, a production, a big production. They usually have comedians hosting it, but they have real luchadore wrestlers that wrestle. No, I've never heard of it. Oh yeah, it's a lucha baboom. It's kind of it's kind of a good show. They have like burlesque. Is it in down between. in South LA? Uh, it's not the one in South LA. The one you're talking about. That's like authentic. You know, it's, oh, you gotta oh, be this Mexican. Is like yeah, this is more hip. Like they do it yeah. at the Mayan Theater, and it's yeah. like thirty-five dollars a ticket. Like what you're talking about. Like if you can go to the one one of the ones in South LA or like Tijuana or something. Mm. Yeah, it's like three bucks, and they you know serve tecate or whatever. Right. Um, talk street taco, street meat. Um, but yeah. So anyway, this woman Juana Barraza uh, was a luchadora and a serial killer. They called her La Mata Viejitas, the old lady killer. Uh, she was born in 58, and uh, it killed up to 49 women, so they say. Uh, she was sentenced to 759 years in jail. Because uh, Mexico apparently doesn't have life sentences. But they sentence you, so you're there for life. It's guaranteed. Like they'll mm. sentence you like 800 years in jail. I guess we kind of do that too, don't we? Yeah, it's, it happens. I mean, we'll give you like, but we usually give a life sentence. Yeah. Uh, but Mexico doesn't like to give life sentences, but they'll give you a sentence that will guarantee it will be your life. Right. Um, but I think the, the distinction here with her, other than the fact that she's killing old women, um, was that she was a luchadora. So if you look at her, and I didn't even know that they had female luchadoras. I didn't even know they had luchadoras. Is that a, I, I didn't even know that's a thing. I didn't know either. I thought it was always dudes. Um, but uh, yeah, she, uh, she had a fanatical enthusiasm for the sport of Lucha Libre, Mexican masked wrestling. Hmm. Um, Lucha Libre typically involves battles between fighters with cartoon character names and costumes. Uh, there's good guys who fight by the rules, and there's rudos, who are villains who break them. So there's like, you know, the heels. Um, Barraza always described herself as, a, as Rudo to the core. So she was always the heel. Hmm. Uh, she was often seen in the front rows of these established arenas. Um, she also organized wrestling events for the small town fiestas and usually fought herself. Her wrestling persona was La Dama del Silencio, the Lady of Silence. 
Uh, she said she chose the title because she's quiet, keeps to herself. Not because she silences old women. other elderly women. <laughs> yeah, I don't mm. think so. Okay. Um, you know, you know what's kind of funny? Quick aside here. Did you see uh, the WWE's main event? Did you hear about their main event they had last weekend? Um, no. So last weekend was like some big wrestling thing. The only reason I know about this is because uh, my girlfriend's friends like in the cosplay world are also big wrestling fans now. Mm. Like wrestling, kind of like, you know, how Dungeons and Dragons has become hip? Yes. Wrestling has become hip again. And the reason it's become hip is because they have female wrestlers. Okay. So like the main event for the first time ever in WWE mm. history was like Ronda Rousey and I can't think of the other two ladies, but it was like women wrestling, female wrestlers. They, were the they've main been doing event. this for fucking decades, dude. But not the main event. Oh. And so okay. that's so it's funny because on the internet, and they've had. I actually wrestlers did see this. I saw the Ronda Rousey fight where they all get arrested, fake I, arrested or whatever. Yeah, I, I was. Re yeah. I read about it, but yeah. what was funny about the whole thing is that all these men, like these <laughs> angry white incels on the internet were fucking furious that the main event would would be females oh yeah and i guess like in uh if you read on facebook so in you know amongst my my girlfriend a lot of her friends uh were like seeing on facebook threads these like incels were just going nuts hmm. saying how it's bullshit and this is all part of our social justice society and all this and that's the only reason why women are there it's just like, dude, don't you think that'd be kind of cool? I don't it's know. It's actually gotten me thinking like, oh, maybe I'll watch wrestling. Like, I don't even know where you watch wrestling. I, I don't know. As is someone it, is, who doesn't have a TV, like if I knew where to watch it, I would watch it. I, like, did you the, like it when you were a kid? Not really. I liked, I didn't really care about the matches, but I liked the weird like theatricality of like, you know. Like when that woman gave birth to a fucking monster hand and the Undertaker doing crazy yeah, shit. Yeah, the Undertaker. Yeah. I thought was cool. I, was, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I, don't know. I wasn't like super into <laughs> it, but I, but I kind of liked some of the shit. I did like, uh, even though I, I don't think I ever I mean, saw I can tell you, if when I was like 12, if it were, you know, they had women doing it, my God. I would have been stoked. I would have watched the fuck out of it. You know? Especially like Ronda Rousey and like women who are actually attractive wrestling each other. I'd be stoked. I'd have been super into it. Yeah. Instead, we had like Andre the Giant and like Jake the Snake. Yes. I, I don't know. Um, but that's, you know, that's WWE wrestling. I think it's mm -hmm. called WWF back then. Oh, they changed the name. But that's like a completely different world compared to Lucha Libre. Yes. Lucha Libre, like, Everybody loves it. Like in Mexico, that's like a that's like a pastime. You know, it's mm. like a huge sport there. That and soccer. Um, but I didn't know. You know, it's news to me that they actually had female luchadoras. But if you looked at this, I, you woman, know, I saw a clip from that that match, and I was like, briefly contemplated masturbating to it. <laughs> what with Ronda Rousey? Yeah, I didn't end up doing that, but I I considered it. I considered it for about maybe 15 to 30 seconds so you definitely wouldn't have masturbated to Juana Barraza okay that's why right. it's like when when they, they say like female luch, you know luchadoras I'm like she kind of looked like a dude I mean she kind of does she's like kind of a, she's a big woman very stocky mm. um but she never got a very she was never very good at wrestling she never got above a very minor league amateur level 
Uh, she never competed against any famous opponents. And she was injured early in her career. So she didn't really fight that much. She ended up uh, just having to hand out popcorn or other snacks at the events. But she did organize a lot of matches. And she had a whole she was outfit. Like, she was like one of the dwarves that people threw gum at, basically. Yeah, yeah right? basically she was a, a target for gum. Mm-hmm. That's what she was. Little chiclets. Um, but in the darkened streets of the city, she had another persona. La Mata Viejitas. The little mm. old lady killer. So uh, wow. she kind of had, a, as you can imagine, a, a bit of a tragic background. Uh, born in uh, 1958 in a poverty-stricken village in rural, the rural state of Hidalgo, which is, I guess, north of Mexican, Mexico City. Um, never learned to read or write, much beyond her name. Uh, she had a childhood. Her mother was a, an alcoholic prostitute who gave her away at the age of 12 for three beers. That, I mean, her you mother gotta, gave her away? Wow. At, at the age of 12 for three beers. My God. You gotta be a, I mean, you got to be a pretty intense alcoholic to give your kid away for mm. three beers. But who knows? I mean, maybe they were Modelo's or something. Well, my, my mother gave me up for no beers, so... She's I, she's got she's got twelve up on me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Not even any schnapps or anything. Nope, nothing. nothing. Man, all right. Well, uh, at least you weren't given away to a uh, senior citizen who repeatedly raped you and kept you chained to his bed as an unwilling underage sex slave. That's how she grew up. Yes. <laughs> okay. Jesus she was Christ. she was given away for three beers to a sixty-two-year-old man who uh, did unspeakable things to her and chained her to her to his bed. And uh, she was an underage sex slave. And apparently, it's, the details are a bit fuzzy at this point, but she said there was a third man who was also invited to the fold, uh, but she didn't say much about him other than that he also sexually abused her. Oh. So, yeah, it seemed like it was a, an abusive love triangle going on here. Well, maybe not Jesus that much Christ. love, but very tragic. Yeah. Um. There seems to be little doubt, though, that Barraza harbored deep resentment towards her mother for allowing this bu- abuse to happen, for enabling the abuse. So that's why, you know, people who have like looked at this case, you know, police officers that looked at this case, investigators determined the reason she lashed out against all these old women was to murder her mother. So uh, kind okay. of, uh, it's kind of a very what psycho type of story here. Yeah, you know. Um, so in, uh, 2003, Barraza started killing. This is relatively recent. I mean, this is, uh, mm. you know, um, how old was she then? So let's see, 2003, she was in, uh, 1958, like 42, 43. Oh. Um, and she had not that old. No, she wasn't that old. Why are you calling? Oh, she just guess, killed older women. Yeah. She killed older oh, women. Uh, okay. All right. She wasn't it. that old. I mean, okay. she was like, you know, forties killing women in their sixties. Okay, all right. Um, But yeah, she had a very unusual, methodical way to choose her victims. She managed to acquire a list of women who are on a government assistance program. Then she used this list to identify the elderly woman who lived alone, and she used fake credentials to pretend that she was a nurse sent by the government to check up on them. So she gained entrance into their home. Yeah, it's you know, it's conniving. Mind of a serial killer here. So she gained entrance. Why I was reluctant to go on food stamps (laughs) uh, a year or two ago. I did. Yeah, because you'd be on a list. 
Yeah, but I was on a list. Yeah, I was on a list. I didn't know. Did you use you know? the food stamps at like yeah, Ralph's? I did. Oh yeah. Can you just get regular groceries in the food stamps, or is there like yep. a food stamp section? No, you can get anything that's food with food stamps. No beer. No beer. That's no bullshit. beer. No cat food. None of that stuff. But you can't get cat food. Human food. Yeah, you have to get a human food. Oh man. How much do yeah. they give you? And, and there's also the weird thing is, is there's like certain restaurants where you can use it, but there's like, they're like very rare. Like there's like one Kentucky Fried Chicken in like Westlake or something where you can go to get, you know, it's like weird. And, but, I, and know, sometimes I would go with like, because I was friends with other people that were on food stamps and we'd be like, let's go to the one Kentucky Fried Chicken where we can use our EBT cards, you know. Did you ever go on a date and pull out your food stamp card? I wasn't dating at this point. <laughs> I was just um, <laughs> doing a lot of bucks, you know. So you have a lot of um, options then. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, but the funny thing is, is like you know, because you can like go on certain benefits and they just keep giving it to you. With food stamps, it's like as soon as you start making any money at all, they know, they find out about it, and they call you and they're like, "We're shutting your shit down." Barack. What if what if it was under the table? They wouldn't know that. They wouldn't know that. Yeah, no. but um. So yeah, so she would gain entrance into these homes, pretend to be, you know, pretend to be like sent by the government and she'd help them like, you know, carry groceries or she said she was here for medical help. Sometimes she'd even wear a nurse's outfit. And then once inside, she would pick a weapon that was just laying around like a set of stockings or a telephone cord or one woman, even a stethoscope and just strangle them. And the, hmm. the weapons were different. You know, ranging from like, you know, these different like phone wire scarf stockings. But the cause of death was always strangulation. And uh, then she would rifle through the victim's homes looking for something like a value. Um, but it wasn't the crimes didn't seem to be motivated by financial gain. But she would always take a small memento from her victims, typically a religious trinket. And I think hmm. that's one of the reasons why they're able to or speculate that she kills so many victims because they found like like a whole collection of religious artifacts. Oh my. Yeah. Like, you know, like Mexican like votive candles, things like that. Um, police following the case had their own theory on who, who the killer was. Uh, they felt that it was a man with a confused sexual identity who had been abused as a child by an elderly, elderly relative. So they were, he was, uh, the killings were a way to channel his resentment towards the innocent victims who stood in for the person who had abused them. Okay. And they, uh, yeah, I guess when they found the first body, uh, they felt that, okay, it's a man or, and people, that, that was the other thing too. There are people who had witnesses saying, no, it looks like a woman. Like the person's wearing a dress, but it was like a stocky woman. So then they were uh -huh. like, you know what? I think the suspect could either be a man in woman's clothing or maybe a transgender person. Hmm. But they remained firm that whoever it was had short masculine hair and appeared powerfully strong. And this is the other thing that kind of threw them or made them suspect it was a man. They indicate that she would occasionally abuse some of her victims with household items. So I don't really know. They don't really say what household item. But I don't know if she was like shoving like an iron or something up somewhere. It seemed, yeah, it's kind of important information. Yeah, I would want to know, yeah. like, well, what type of household item? How was mm -hmm. the abuse happening? Yes. Um, but it, it's just funny because, like, the Mexican police at the time were like, no woman would ever do such horrible things. Mm. Like, only a man would abuse someone with a rolling pin, you know? 
Yeah. Um, but I witnessed or, or Andy Cap's wife. Yeah, Andy Cap's yeah. wife. She would mm-hmm. do something this vicious. Yeah. Um, was she a luchadora? Or, I don't think so. No. But um, what I one suspect could be like Shanene. Remember Shanene from Is Martin? From Martin. Yeah. yeah. But that was Martin in drag, right? That was Martin in drag. Yeah. Nowadays, that would be considered problematic. Would it? Because what about Tyler Perry? I never under, I've never understood that. Like, it's why tricky, is that so amusing? Wicked. Like, why why is like that character? You'll never like, understand. I'll never understand. We don't know. I, it, yeah, maybe it's a black thing or something. I just mm. don't get it. Like, I don't understand the appeal of it. But it's comedy is like a guy. You're dressed up as like a woman, like an old lady like that. Well, for decades, that was like the core precept of British humor. Yeah, I guess it was. It was like a man dressing up as a woman. (laughs) Like that, like Jack Benny and all those fucking shows. Even Shakespeare. Yeah. I mean, it was like, yeah. Well, that was just what they did. Yeah, that's what they did because they want women to act. But, But then, but I don't understand, like, who's still laughs at Tyler Perry movies? Do you think there's men and women... You know, that are like in their 30s, like millennials. Do millennials go to Tyler Perry movies? I don't. I, maybe in Atlanta, you know. <laughs> you do. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyway, because these, you know, some of these crimes, some of these, the abuse was so horrible and sexual, they just assumed it was a man. Um, and so then they, they profi- the profilers were saying this, they're convinced the killer is a transvestite or a transgender person. And so they were just rounding up all the known transvestite prostitutes in the area for questioning. And I guess the profiling caused outrage in the community and brought the police no closer to find the killer. Anyone dancing around to goodbye horses was rounded up and rounded up for questioning. Okay. Um, I don't know the Spanish version of that song, but I imagine it's equally as provocative. Yeah. Um, But during this time, so the next few years, Barraza just kept killing old ladies. Hmm. And they say even up to like almost 50 women. But then Was she still wrestling at this point? Yeah. Well, Mm. I think she'd injured herself. So at at one point she'd injured, it's kind of cut short her wrestling career. Maybe if she didn't get injured, she probably wouldn't have started killing old ladies. Hmm. Um, Although that would have been, I know she was like the the lady of silence, but she should have been like the old lady killer. That's, That's a great wrestling name. It is good. Um... But yeah, so anyway, police finally got a break in the case. What happened, this is in uh, 2006. So she'd been killing for three years at this point. Uh, Barraza strangled an 82-year-old woman with a stethoscope. And as she was leaving the scene, a woman who was renting a room next door found the body. She walked in and she found the body. And she immediately called the police. And they had witnessed Barraza leaving the area. So she was able to you know, pinpoint her. And during questioning, Braza confessed to strangling one woman. She stated that she committed the crime out of anger towards elderly women in general. But she only admitted to one murder. So, I don't know. She just hated old ladies. I'm not a big fan of old ladies either. But I'm not going to kill them. You know, I, like, I, they're, all right. they're cool. You, know? you like old ladies? Like yeah, they're great. I, I just don't like old people. Mm. And old people in general. Women, men, just rather not be around them if I can avoid it. Don't want to drive behind them. Hate yeah, waiting for them to cross the them. road. Mm. You know, it's a lot of uh, things I don't like about old people. But I'm not going to kill them. 
I mean, it's like, no. you know, they're old. They're going to die soon anyway. Yeah. Um, according to Juana Barraza, though, she said she wasn't the only person behind the killings. So uh, she said to the press, she said, with all due respect to the authorities, there are several of us involved in extortion and killing old mm. people. So why doesn't the police go after the others as well? So there's like a cabal of old lady killers in Mexico. Wow. Yeah. Um, but according to police, they said she acted alone because they could match her fingerprints uh, behind at the scenes of multiple murders. So they kind of ruled out the other suspects. Um, it's kind of weird, too, when you read about the trial here in Mexico because apparently in Mexico, there are no juries and few public hearings. So the way it works there is prosecutors and defense lawyers present their evidence to a single judge during like large, uh, just largely closed door proceedings. And it can go on for years. What, and whoever like has the most money wins? Uh, I, I think the... that's kind of the way it works. Who's, okay. Whoever's paid off the judge. Because mm. there's no jury. Which I imagine there's no jury because wouldn't the drug lords just kill all the members of the jury? <clears throat> yes. Or pay them off too? Mm -hmm. uh, but this trial though, it was a little bit different because it was a public trial in the media way before she actually even went to trial hmm. because it was such a big, it, I mean, it's, it's unusual. It's an aberration, you know, even in Mexico I, I, at the time, you know, you have like drug Lords killing people, chopping heads off, rolling down yeah. streets, <clears throat> but who's killing old women. I mean, that's just, that, that's weird. It's bizarre. That is weird. Um, so yeah, so Braza, before even, uh, you know, right after she was arrested, she was paraded before the cameras. They had her pose beside a plasticine bust of her, oh. made, which was made because she was the prime suspect. And so while they were hunting for the killer, they made this like plasticine bust to say, this is what she looks like. So she posed next to it. And I guess it bore a slight resemblance. Uh, they also, police also released snaps of her re recreating the murder of Rays for detectives, or one of the old women she killed, along with video excerpts of her uh, police interrogations. And this is all before she uh, even, you know, had been remanded in custody. Wow. So in the public eye, she was already guilty. And mm. so, you know, um, the trial inched along, but at this point, it didn't really matter. Uh, the defense's strategy was to claim that she'd been, she was being scapegoated for these murders. And she only really committed one. And they said that she was mentally unfit to stand trial because of all the abuse. Um, and Barraza still maintained, I only killed one little old lady, not the others. It isn't right to pin all these murders on me. And when asked about her motives, she just said, I got angry. So eventually in 2008, uh, spring of 2008, they found her guilty of 16 <clears throat> murders. And so uh, in the American legal system, that would mean life in prison or death penalty here. But in uh, Mexico, they don't really do that. They don't do life sentences. So instead, she just got 759 years in prison. 43 years for every death. Wow. So uh, hmm. she's going to be in there. I don't think they even do parole there. So, oh, they don't? Yeah. Mm. So the mm. little old lady killer is still alive to this day in a Mexican prison. Well, we had to start doing life without we used to do that and then we had to start doing life without the possibility of parole but even then it's so with because life, there were like vampires that were getting arrested and they just live forever so you have to specify <laughs> without the possibility of parole but even most like uh mo most people who are given a life sentence could still be paroled but i guess once you get the yeah. without the possibility of parole 
Yeah. So is that what like it. Manson had? I don't know. Well, he originally got death, and then they repealed the death penalty in California. Um, yeah. Uh... Which now and then later they unrepealed it apparently, um, but. Yeah, so they changed it. I think I don't know what they changed it to, but it was like never, ever, ever something. Hmm. So I kind of want to go see. Uh, I wonder if they have just like female luchadoras in South LA. I think that'd be kind of badass to I'm, see a bunch of down, yeah, yeah, masked female wrestlers. I just, mm-hmm. I just don't know where would you find this. Like, how would we find this? And would we be welcome there? good question i mean i'd see signs if i'm driving through like if i'm driving down slauson you know yeah but have you ever been to like uh i live right up the street there's a bar Mm. called one-eyed jacks it's on uh beverly over here but it's like a it's a very mexican bar and it's like i remember when i first moved here uh me and p-town just kind of walked in and it was like yeah you could hear like the record just kind of scratch and stop and they're all kind of looking at us like what are you doing here yeah, that happened to me once because I, you know, I used to live in like Puerto Rican neighborhoods and they didn't give a shit. So I thought it would be like the same kind of thing. No, no, no. They don't like it. They they really don't. And so it's yeah. like I can imagine like if we just showed up like, oh, we want to check out the luchadoras. I wonder if they'd be like, what are you doing here? So maybe that's why we have to go to. Lucha what are you doing home. here? And why aren't you wearing a cowboy hat? Yeah. Is what they'd ask <laughs> us, you know, so anyway. People, this is episode 682 here, Sick and Wrong. We have stories coming up next. We have some phone calls a little bit later in the show. A couple good ones this week, actually. But first, uh, here's a word about our Patreon page. Do you need more Sick and Wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a Sick and Wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better Sick and Wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sickandwrong. The first story we have here uh, has to do with like a sugar daddy situation gone horribly awry. But then again, this is the fate of many a sugar daddy. So it's something you have to consider when you start going into that arena. You know, okay. uh, a respected psychiatrist paid a Playboy model's rent. Then he turned up dead in the desert. Mm hmm. It doesn't happen to all the sugar daddies, but it can happen to some. Yep. Especially when the Playboy model is a Russian woman. Uh, Kelsey Nicole Turner, 25 years old, was arrested in connection with the death of Thomas Burchard, a 71-year-old psychiatrist who was found bludgeoned to death in a car in the desert outside Vegas. The body of Dr. Thomas Burchard was found in the trunk of an abandoned vehicle, an abandoned Mercedes-Benz, uh, just outside Las Vegas, and he had died from blunt force trauma to the head. The vehicle was reported with a broken window on the side of the road by some passerby. Apparently what had happened is a man was hiking in this like state park. It's around like, the, have you ever been to Lake Mead? No. It's kind of outside Vegas. I think you have to drive by it when you go to Vegas. And there's, they found this like the sky blue Mercedes Benz with like a window smash and they went up to it and it just smelled horrible. 
So then they ended up calling the police. I imagine it's just like a corpse baking in the hot sun in the desert. Mm. Although it's not that hot in Vegas right now. Uh, the trail of clues that were left behind led investigators to Kelsey Nicole Turner, an aspiring Maxim cover girl who had appeared in Playboy and another magazine called Dream Vixens. Does that mean she was aspiring to be on the cover of Maxim? I think that was, I think that was her goal. <laughs> she was also, trying to be a Maxim, Maxim model. still a magazine? I don't What's a know. magazine? What is going on? Who reads Maxim, I'm so though? confusing. I'm so confused. I don't get it. And, you know, I never really understood Maxim. Like, was this supposed to be like, this is a magazine for dudes, and we it show women, sense. but they're not naked. It made sense to me when it came out in, like, 1998. It made sense to me. But now, now I don't know if people I didn't know it was still a it. thing, because it's like, there's the internet, and also, what? Well, you I know? think they, uh, I think they do online versions of magazines now. Because, you know, the, my job before my current job is we used to produce online magazines, but that company never really took off. And then I was reading recently that Apple is launching an online newsstand, doing the exact same thing as my failed company, but way better. Oh. And I think they have an online version of Maxim. Hmm. So maybe she was trying to be a Maxim cover girl. But you'd think if you're a model, wouldn't you aspire for like Cosmo or something? Yeah, you'd think so. Or whatever. Uh, the 25-year-old was arrested in charge of the murder of uh, Thomas Burchard, who had been paying her rent even days before he was found dead. Mm. So there's the sad song of the sugar daddy. Like, why do you need Maxim when there's, like, Google images, you know? I mean, like, if you're like, oh, I want to see, you know, a scantily clad Allison Brie, which I often <laughs> do, I'll just type it into Google images. I don't need Maxim. Yeah, but then you don't get all the snarky articles and their tech, oh, yeah. tech reviews of tech No, gadgets. I could just <clears throat> do that on BuzzFeed or something, you know? Well, that's the thing I never understood yeah. with uh, mm. the company I work for. It's called Zinio. It's like, mm. who's reading? I mean, they, they spent all this money to make tech that emulated the flipping of pages in magazines. Mm. So you can be on your iPad and flip the pages. But who the fuck reads that anymore? Like, now you right. kind of read stuff in blog form, like Salon, yeah. you know, or... Or Vice or whatever. It's like stories, you know, in blog form. It's like Media is cyclical, you know? Yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's the novelty too, you know? Mm. But it never took off, so who knows? Mm. Um, Burchard here was a respected psychiatrist in Monterey, California. And he'd only known Turner for about two years, but had been helping her financially the entire time said his longtime girlfriend, Judy Earp. Judy Earp seems very bitter. She's age-appropriate, but she seems very bitter about all of Burchard's girlfriends, online girlfriends, mm -hmm. of which there were many, but only one actually killed him. Um, she said he was always helping people, anybody with a sad story, you know. Some people took advantage of that. Uh, yeah, I wonder. Anyone with a sad story? I think anyone who is willing to show him titties online. Uh, the mm. two made for an unlikely pairing. This is the Russian and uh, Dr. Burchard here. So the Russian Wait, woman... Wait, so I'm sorry. A hot Russian woman, young Russian woman, and, a, and an older, successful medical professional man is an unlikely pairing? Sounds pretty likely <laughs> to me. I, I, no I need to overstate the from. obvious. My God. Um, but this is kind of funny. Like... Li li like, I don't know, maybe uh, make a mental note of all the red flags. So on Instagram, 
She had more than 100,000 followers. She posted photos of herself in skimpy bikinis and lacy lingeries. Uh, she also uh, had a tattoo of a gun in a garter belt on her upper left thigh. Nice. Yeah, the, the quote in her bio is, if they hating, got a price to pay. California on my license plate. Okay. So I imagine they had a lot in common. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it, seems, it seems like the 71-year-old doctor, mm-hmm. child psychiatrist, <laughs> yeah. and uh, the woman with a tattoo of a gun and a garter belt on her thigh yeah. um, that listened to rapper P-Lo, probably, they probably had a lot to talk about. Sure, yeah. Um, I, I guess she had competed in a, or won a contest here in 2018 to be on the cover of Maxim, and she described herself as a Russian-American blonde trying to change the world. Uh, Bouchard here, the victim, was an avuncular man who sported a bow tie, spectacles, a salt and pepper beard, and was known for entertaining children with magic tricks. You know who he kind of looks like? Remember the old guy from Jurassic Park? Oh, uh, Richard Attenborough. Richard Richard Attenborough. He looks a Mm. lot like Richard Attenborough, but with a bow tie. So imagine that guy. Okay. You know, um... And uh, yeah, and he would do like magic tricks, one in which he turned a dollar into a hundred dollar bill and gave it to a sick child. Wow. He reminds me of a guy that uh, used to be a regular at the gold club when I worked at the strip club. This guy was named the magic man. Everyone called him the magic man because he was Mm. an old guy doctor that did magic tricks. And he would go to like Vietnam and treat kids. I mean, the the guy was retired, Mm. but he would go to Vietnam and just treat sick kids and do magic tricks for all the, you know, kids in the hospital there. But he had this it's one like a Patch Adams type, kind saying. of. Yeah, mm. he was like an old. Mm. He's probably in his sixties. Mm. I actually kind of like the guy. The main reason I like the guy is because uh, he would come in, and uh, he always had this. He was a regular of this this Thai dancer, and was probably like I couldn't. She's an indeterminate age. I would say probably anywhere from like thirty to forty five, somewhere around there. And she always danced to DMX. When he wasn't around, it was DMX and only mm. DMX. Like she was very ghetto and would only dance to DMX. But when he was there, he would pick up the music for her. That was part of it. So he gave her like a few hundred bucks, but he would always pick out Ginger's music. And this dude listened to like the Turtles or mm. the Beach Boys or something. Okay. And yeah. I just thought it was hilarious to watch her dance to these songs. And she would come up, she would come upstairs and she's like, just play them for a minute, okay? Mm. And I'd be like, all right. And I'd play the whole song because mm. I just thought it was funny to watch this woman grimace on stage dancing to like, to everything, turn, turn, turn. Mm. Yeah, it was just funny. Uh, but the guy was kind of cool. Um, mm. I imagine, you know, he, was, he could also very well have been a victim of the same fate. Um, so it was Earp, Bertrand's girlfriend, who uh, first pointed the finger at the Russian model. She said Earp, she reported Earp missing several days before his body was found. She told authorities that he had flown to Las Vegas to visit the Russian model. Um, and Wait, then, so this dude had a girlfriend and a sugar baby? I think he just liked to help, well, quote unquote, help ladies he met online. Okay, but he also had a girlfriend, and the girlfriend knew about the, the yes. sugar baby. About sugar My babies, God. plural. Jesus Christ, <laughs> this guy. He's 70. I don't even have the energy to do anything, you know? Well, this guy's running around. Jesus Christ, man. I don't think he's having sex with these women, though. Oh, no? I think he's just getting, like, maybe hand jobs. 
Or maybe not maybe not even that. Maybe what are you basing I mean, this on. Well, I just think judging by uh reading the story, it sounds mm-hmm. like he would just have these online relationships with these women. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think I think the only one he actually ever met in person was a, it was this Russian. Okay. But he liked to help them. So maybe uh-huh. he was getting blowjobs. He's probably getting yeah, blowjobs. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Come on. Um, but so anyway, he went to go visit her in Las Vegas and uh, said that he would get, you know, he went to go visit the Russian in Las Vegas and said he'd uh, talk to her when he was done. Um, and so she never heard back from him. He never returned home. And then she mm. started receiving a string of text messages that didn't make any sense. Mm. And when she tried to call him to find out what was going on, the cell phone was, was dead. So apparently Turner had been living in the city of uh, Salinas in California in a $3,200 a month house that she shared with her mother and her two children. And Burchard had paid the rent the whole time, according to her former landlord. However, last fall, he told the landlord he's not paying the rent anymore. And three months later, the family was evicted. She then moved to Las Vegas, and I guess he was helping her out with rent in Las Vegas. The longtime girlfriend said uh, Turner is as evil as Charles Manson. She said that Burchard had given the model about three hundred grand over the years, and paid other expenses. Um, she claims that over the course of the relationship, Burchard had given money to about half a dozen women, and she said he was overly compassionate. However, his extreme generosity caused some problems in the past for him. It actually contributed to the solution of his marriage. So, if uh, I guess. This, this is a good reporter here. This is a good investigative journalist. They actually found copies of his divorce filings from 2001. Mm. They showed that he had sent thousands of dollars to women that he had met online, paying mm. for their rent, their bills, their medications, their kids' schools. He insisted he was trying to help people, but his wife categorized the relationships as very inappropriate. She mm. said she caught him emailing women with suggestive screen names. Like Felter Snatch 33 at Yahoo.com or a lot of vagina 48 at Hotmail. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> Come on. I'm making that up. Yeah, but no. she said they had suggestive screen names. Okay, all right. <laughs> Very suggestive. Uh, it says it's unclear how Turner and Bouchard met. Really? You don't think it was online on a sugar daddy site? Yeah. I mean, this guy obviously had a shitload of money. Child psychiatrist from Monterey. Mm-hmm. This dude was cruising the sugar daddy sex. Baby boomer, please. Oh, for Forget sure. about it. Yeah. Um, after his body was located in the desert, detectives went to uh, Turner's house in the search warrant, but they couldn't find her. She was nowhere to be found. Uh, inside, they found a pile of laundry, blue and white striped bath towels that matched the one wrapped, that his body was wrapped in the trunk of Mercedes. They also discovered what appeared to be blood on the door to a bedroom and in the garage, as well as cleaning supplies. Yeah, this is what homicide detectives call a dunker. <laughs> a dunker? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very easy one to, to, to solve? Yep. I, I'm just surprised that this, well, I don't know. She didn't seem very intelligent, but... Do you think Why did she kill him, or we don't know, or just... I think, you know, it's a classic thing with these mm. sugar daddy relationships. It's like you get involved with these women, you get blowjobs, you have like six other women, and then eventually you're like, she's kind of a bitch. I don't want to mm. hang out with her anymore. Mm. And then you try to cut her off, and she flips out and kills you. Some, yeah, sometimes they get attached. You, you might remember the one, I think we covered the story. Where, uh, this is like a pharma pharmaceutical executive was oh, dating yeah. some stripper. With the motorcycle a, gang, right? 
Yeah, and she's like texting him like, "I'm gonna gut you like a deer." <laughs> gut you like a deer. Over, yeah, she went over to his cabin and it did that. Did and just I think that. she was like her boyfriend was a motorcycle like gang guy. Sure. And they helped like dispose of the corpse. Well, that's what I'm wondering what happened here though, because. Uh, well, she didn't want to break her nails by digging a hole in the fucking desert. I mean, she's in Nevada. That's the easiest place to murder somebody. I don't know I, what her problem is. That, that's the other thing I don't understand. Is like she, uh, she, she bought this car, this Mercedes Coupe. He bought the car for her, and uh, she ended up like taking the car, and then she left it out in the desert with the, the doctor's body in it. But she never even reported the car stolen or anything. I don't understand why the woman, well, I guess because there's a body in it. But what I don't get about, about it is why didn't, yeah, why didn't she just like take the body out of the car, dig a hole in the desert, and just yeah. drive the car back? No one would know, ever. I think how many bodies are buried in the Las Vegas desert. These millennials, man, they don't want to do anything. You it's know? lazy. They're <laughs> lazy. Um, uh, two weeks after Burchard's body was found, FBI agents caught Turner in Stockton, California. Uh, she had been living with her four-year-old son in a house in a semi-industrial area of the city. Uh, they booked her. She's being held without no, I'm sorry. Bail. There's a part of Stockton that's not semi-industrial. <laughs> <laughs> that place is dismal. news to me. Uh, oh she's God. being held without bail on felony murder charges as she wait, awaits extradition in Nevada. This is a weird thing. Her father started a GoFundMe campaign to raise 50 grand for her legal fees, saying that mm-hmm. his daughter's being accused of a crime that there's no way she could have committed. She's a wonderful, loving mom and a good kid, but he declined to comment any further. Uh, but the, the weird thing is, Earp, the longtime girlfriend, said there's no way she could have done this alone. Hmm. Because uh, Tom, the doctor, was a big guy, almost six feet, at least 250 pounds. There's no way this woman could have got him into the trunk of the car. Hmm. So I'm thinking it's similar to that woman in, uh, on the East Coast. It gutted the guy with a knife. She probably had some boyfriend, some probably some Russian guy yeah. in Vegas, like a bouncer. Bouncer, that's what I'd say, yeah. But I mean, I'm surprised. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if there's any, you know, maybe he like had more money hidden somewhere or something. The legend of Curly's gold. Yep. yep. Legend <laughs> of the sugar daddy's gold. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what do you have here for the second story? Uh, let me see here. Uh, this is sent in by Chris. He says, what's up, guys? I came across this story and thought it might be up your alley. Up your alley. Cannibal teen tortured brother to death in possible ritual. That's what happens. <laughs> so, possible yeah. ritual, not possible an actual ritual. ritual. Yeah. Well, it makes it a possible one. Well, it might be a ritual. They don't know. Oh, uh, okay. They're just not speculating. Enough, not enough Satan? Well... You're going to, are you sitting down? Because you better sit down because this is some nutty shit. All right. I'm brace myself for it. A teenage girl in Brazil confessed to torturing her five-year-old brother to death before eating his severed penis. Jesus. Yeah, Her brother's penis? Yeah. God, would that be considered Mm -hmm. cannibal incest? Yeah. I guess it is. I don't know if yeah. that's a... Is that's, that a genre in Pornhub? It's not a category. No, I was about to answer you before you even asked the question. It's not a category on Pornhub yet. Yet. Yeah. yeah. It's the operative word. Uh-huh. Um, dear God. 
So Jesus. yeah, this sounds ritual. I, I could say I could say why you'd say that might be a ritual. It sounds like a ritual to me. It sounds like a ritual, yeah. So, uh, police are investigating the possibility that 18-year-old Karina Roke's alleged crime against her b- brother, Macon Roke, may have been part of a black magic ritual because his body was found on the floor surrounded by several candles. Wow, there you, you know go. What? I, I think that's safe enough to go ahead and say it's a ritual. Was there a pentagram? No, no. The candles, just, candles make it. Can, yeah. I mean, yeah. She was trying to invoke a demon, maybe a lesser demon. Mm. On Thursday, Macon Rook's b- mother, who is not named, uh, discovered 18-year-old Katrina standing beside her brother's mutilated remains. <laughs> Southeast Christ. Brazil, at home. Detectives said the victim's corpse had grotesque injuries. His head was partially decapitated. There were knife wounds to the wrist. Both eyeballs had been pierced. The feet had been burned. Wait wait a second. She pierced the eyeballs with like an earring? Or just stabbed them? Something with a stabby thing. We we don't know with what. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, not pierced like ears. I I thought she went to like the earring tree or something. (laughs) Yeah, no, this isn't fucking hot topic. You're not going to get your eyeballs pierced or something in 1997. All right. Come on. Uh, feet had been burned, and the sister claims she had cut off her brother's genital organs and eaten it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. According to police, the mother went shopping and left her son in the care of her daughter while she was out. You would think she- the mom would have better judgment if her daughter is inclined to uh, engage in these type of ritual actions. Did she look like a witch? It's have- not like this happened out of fucking nowhere. You know what I mean? It's, it can't. It can't have just happened out of nowhere. There have to be like warning signs. Like, I don't know. How, how old is this kid? I him to this fucking woman? Astaroth. Um, she's 18. Oh, she's 18. I wonder if this or- is like a Slender Man kind of thing. Oh, it could be. Like a Momo thing, maybe. Who yeah, knows? like a Momo thing or, or something. Or some yeah. kind of like online people are like, hey, we got an idea for a ritual. Yeah. Man, she looks older than 18, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> My God. I guess, like, mutilating a child ages you prematurely. Yeah. Because I'm looking at a picture of her, and my God. I thought eating baby dick is good for your skin. I don't know why I, I heard that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to know where you heard that so we can make a report. I forget. Okay, yeah. Uh, all right, so back to the story here. That's not a good mugshot. So, um, yeah, she went shopping, uh, and uh, when she returned a couple hours later, the front door was locked. Karina reportedly refused to let her mother in. The desperate woman was only able to gain access after the door was kicked down by her brother-in-law. The horrific scene was so macabre that the mother fainted. Karina allegedly tried to escape as her uncle and other relatives attempted to restrain her. They tried to prevent her from running, but she apparently became very aggressive and started throwing objects. Was she possessed or something? It sounds like she's possessed by some kind of Brazilian demon. If anybody's going to be possessed, it sounds like her. I'm just trying to explain why you'd eat your five-year-old brother's dick. Yeah. So she just started throwing shit. Pretty much, yeah. Just hurling objects. Um, I was actually reading, did you read the story about 
Amber Heard. Is that Did the I... one that uh, dated Johnny Depp? Yeah, yeah. She's married to Johnny Depp. I think she was. But she then was. I heard that she abused him. Or he's claiming that. Maybe, but I mean, she she testified today or something. Um, yeah, she testified today. A court? No, she had a court filing of the abuse because I guess he would like do a lot of drugs and drink and then get crazy. It's you should read better. it. It's interesting because it's like <laughs> he they went out they took a flight together. It was a private jet, but there were apparently a bunch of people on it, and he was he was had a bottle of champagne in hand as he boarded. And then he demanded that the, the stewardess give him an oxygen tank. <laughs> so he's sucking on an <laughs> oxygen tank. <laughs> yeah. Why? Um, I don't know, because he's crazy. And he started throwing things at her because she, he was upset because she did a a romantic scene with James Franco. <laughs> and then he started like throwing <laughs> chairs at her and screaming about James Franco. And threw and kicked her and threw his shoe at her and was screaming obscenities. Yeah. I've heard that the prosecutors are trying to say that he's the victim here, that she actually abused him. Okay. Yeah, that's that's their their defense or their whatever their strategy. I feel like she actually has evidence from what yeah, I've seen in the story. I, yeah, I feel like she actually has like evidence of it. So I already believe her. I think Johnny yeah, yeah. kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> Right, yeah. <laughs> she, he, you know, Johnny Depp probably possessed this little Brazilian girl. That sounds like what happened. Well, he was passed out in the uh, the his private jet's bathroom. Um, he like he probably, astrally projected uh-huh. into this yes. Brazilian girl, and then she mutilates her five year old brother. What do you think DMT's for, man? Mm, it's what exactly is for? What it is that kind of shit. Mm. Um. So yeah. Uh, so she threw objects and yeah, just started yeah. hurling objects. Did she do this telekinetically or did she actually do it physically? Oh, she did this physically. Oh, okay. And she yeah, hit her uncle um, and injured him with a stone and also bit the family dog, which no, also attacked her. Like everybody was attacking her. <laughs> I think it's um, kind of funny though when dogs sometimes dogs just flip out. It's like if there's a yeah. commotion, dogs are like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna bite somebody." Yeah. yeah. So I imagine what happened is he. Well, maybe the dog because a lot of animals have that like sixth sense where they're like, "That's a demon. I'm gonna bark at it." Yeah. So maybe the true. dog like kind of sensed it. Like how cats can see ghosts. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, Karina admitted that she lured her brother into her bedroom by pretending they were going to play a game and then suffocated him with a pillow. I wish she didn't mutilate him while he's alive. I mean, I guess that's something. Yeah, at least um, he was dead. And she dead. Preliminary examinations indicate the child was dead before his body was brutally maimed and cannibalized. Uh, forensic investigators reportedly found a burned cell phone, a memory card, a pen knife, and a small amount of marijuana in the house. I don't mm. know why any of that's relevant we believe <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i don't see any kind of connection here yeah they found a television remote a reese's <laughs> peanut butter cup a book a about the tart. holocaust yeah <laughs> yeah and a and a and a batman and a action yellow figure. highlighter yeah yeah it's like <laughs> what okay yeah. all right a bunch of random objects don't yeah. see the connection but okay. We believe the cell phone belongs to the suspect and was deliberately, de- deliberately damaged by her to possibly destroy any evidence of online contacts 
like Momo. Hello. Hi. You know, I I strongly believe here yeah. that there is a Momo. This is a Momo case or some yeah. kind of, you know, online Slenderman type of person. You're going to open a Momo Case Files TV show, aren't you? You're going to start one. Maybe we should just do that, the Momo yeah. podcast. <laughs> that might right. actually be a little more successful. It would probably take off, you know? I think it would. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't know if we would, well, would we pretend mm-hmm. to be Momo? Or would we actually like just be tracking Momo? We'll be tracking him. Tracking, tracking Momo. Her, whatever it is. I don't want to misgender Momo. Whatever yeah, yeah. the thing is. You Whatever know? that thing is, yeah. It will be the one saying, say hi to Billy Jensen for me, you know? <laughs> that happens. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, we are investigating if the child was killed during some kind of devil-worshipping ritual. Hmm. Want always... to know if the accused had links on social networks to a group of Satanists or black magic practitioners and if she was encouraged or incited to, by someone to commit the crime. I'm surprised so. they're not saying like she had a bunch of like Black Sabbath records. Yeah. You know? She was totally metal, bro. She was into Morbid Angel. Um, you know, I guess at the time, at eighteen, I probably would have I definitely owned a satanic Bible. Mm. I'm sure I would have been searching for satanic groups on the internet. Yeah. Maybe not to join them, but just to read about it. You know, I was into the occult back then. But uh, I think this has all the uh, the inklings of a, of a Momo case or some kind of online Slenderman type of thing. I agree. You it's know, very... if anyone can find Momo, it'd be Billy Jensen. Yeah. That, that guy could track him down. And then maybe Patton Oswalt's dead wife will write another book from beyond the grave and then he'll finish it. Yeah. And then he'll get another show. Right. And then Pat Oswalt <laughs> could make a fucking a show about like, I don't know, one of my favorite fictional characters that he'll star in and I can't watch it because he's starring in it. You know, <laughs> that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Awesome. Well, if, um, if you're watching a porn and mm-hmm. Pat Oswalt suddenly appeared, would you still continue watching it? No, I've no. <laughs> would you want to know why he's there? I know why he's there. <laughs> I know. I know why he's there. To ruin my life. Just, just to yeah. torment you. There's at least four TV shows that he's just totally ruined for me. You know? What, what is it about the guy? So you just don't like his humor? You don't like his face? Like, what is it? I don't it? like his stupid face. His visage? I don't like, I don't like his stupid voice. I don't like his spiritual presence. You know? I don't like him. I don't like him. And it's like, oh, yeah, he's a nerdy character. He's always like, oh, you'll come on the show. He's a nerdy character. It's like, oh, fuck yourself, man. You know? <laughs> You're probably one of the only people in this country that doesn't like Patton Oswalt. He got married like three months after his wife died. Like, go to hell. <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Maybe he Pat made me marry, like, I don't know, the girl who was Pippi Longstocking or somebody like that. Somebody weird. Was it the, the the new wife? Yeah, the new wife, like played Pippi Longstocking or one of those fucking characters like that. You know, this might be this is purely conjecture, but maybe Pat Oswalt's Momo. 
I know. That would that would be too much for me to handle. <laughs> that would be like a Twilight Zone episode. I'd have Robin Williams myself on the doorknob if that happened, <laughs> you know. Anyway, yeah. I guess we'll have to find out if uh, there is a black magic ritual that involves eating your five-year-old brother's penis. Yeah, well, uh, she's undergoing tests to see if she's un- under the influence of drugs. Yeah, what kind of drugs is she on? Somehow uh... I feel like she's probably not. <laughs> um, hopefully she is. Uh, yeah, so uh, the teen's family told them Karina never gave them any problems before. They described her as being quiet and reserved and said she'd always taken care of her brother. Karina is charged with her brother's murder and with the att- attempted murder of her uncle. So there you go. All right. Well, yeah. I Maybe it's the wacky tobacco. Mm-hmm. You know, the strain of maybe. like, yeah, you know, who knows? Strain of blue dream just caused her to it's freak gonna get out. It's going to one of those Brazilian prisons where it's like, it's just like walls that the guards guard, and then in the inside, the prisoners do whatever, and just they just throw they food. Want. And then every now and then, they have a riot. Yeah, yeah. Kill a lot of people. I don't yep. know. You know, I don't know what they do. She, well, she's eighteen. God, could you imagine a women's prison in Brazil? Oof. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, people send your stories. Cigarette Podcast Gmail dot com. Uh, we have phone calls coming up next. 323-522-4032 is that number. But first, here's a word from adamandeve.com. This is actually going to be a live read. Apparently, they changed up the copy for us. And they want us to do a live read with our own spin on it. That's what she said. Our, uh, the contact over there at Adam and Eve emailed uh, Sick Around Podcast a hotmail. And she was like, just give it your own spin. So I'm going to give this one a whirl. All right. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. Select almost any one item for 50% off, and then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Just enter offer code DIDDLE at checkout, and you get 10 tantalizing free gifts. How many free gifts can they eventually give? Like, I mean, do they just have all this free shit just laying around this warehouse of dildos? I think so. Because it's always like you get three free gifts and then it's like, now you get five. Now it's up to 10. Eventually (laughs) it's going to be like, you get 1,000 free dildos and two butt plugs. And that's what you get. Um, A sexy item for him. A special gift for her special and a third item you'll both enjoy so the third one i don't even know what that is it's like a pocket pussy and a dildo in one so you mm. just fuck it and then it fucks you um <laughs> and six free spicy movies <laughs> i don't even know what that's about what does that mean i think yeah. it's about mexican food it's movies okay, about yeah. mexican food very spicy right. mexican food mm. or maybe indian food i don't know you know, in my personal experience, I think Indian food is 10 times spicier than Mexican food. Okay. You ever, you ever do that? You go to like an Indian restaurant and they're just like, well, how spicy do you want it? And you're like, no, yeah, I know I like you do spicy. that. I don't do that. I'm like, give me the mildest possible thing you have. What do you get the how- trots from spicy food? I just don't like it. It's, oh. it. I don't taste the food and I'm just tasting like hot spice and it makes me sweat and I don't like it. Maybe I just need something to get a yeah. reaction these days. I'm so, so yeah. numb to the world. Mm. Um, but I would like to find out what these six free spicy movies are. 
Um, now it's six. Eventually, it's going to be 30 free spicy movies. You're just going to have like a room just full of Adam and Eve shit that you got for free that you don't even know what to do with. And then you're going to die and your family's going to have like a really fucked up garage sale. You know? Yeah. I mean, X-rated garage sale. And then on top of all this, you get the 10 free gifts. And you a get... cursed sex ring. <laughs> <laughs> and a cursed sex ring that like your grandmother died on. Um, yeah. You get 10 free gifts, all right? When you enter offer code Diddle, check out 10 free tantalizing gifts. You get a sexy item for him, a special gift for her, a third item for both of you, and six free spicy movies and free shipping for all the shit that you get from Adam and Eve. That's a lot of free shit. So just diddle. Just when you go to the checkout, just buy all, get your shit, just find your shit, and then you get more free shit. Just enter D I D D L E at checkout at adamandeve.com. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think that was very convincing. Jesus Christ. That yeah, was very convincing. A lot of free shit there. All right, we have phone calls. Bill to get Maher to. sounds less sarcastic than you in that thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I kind of feel like with Adam and Eve, they've been yeah. our sponsor all yeah. you know for so long. I could just yeah. fart that message out and it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter. They'll you know, still they'll, they'll avoid still, our emails to pay us. Yeah, they'll they'll still take three months to pay us, so fuck mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Give me more free shit. Um, people, we have some phone calls to get to. Three two three five two two four zero three two is that number. And as I mentioned before, we did get a couple interesting calls. This first one is uh, is from someone I don't recognize. And have we ever had someone named Susie call the show before? Not that I can recall. I don't think so either. So mm. Susie calls in with a story about traveling. Susie mm. sounds very stoned. I think Susie mm. smokes the marijuana. Okay. Hey, fellas. Uh, this is this is Suze. Uh, Suze, I guess I'm wrong. Uh, last episode, you're just talking about shitty face tattooed rappers. Remind me of this story. This was not last year, but the winter before. I was working in Southeast Alaska on both, and I was going to meet some people down in Columbia, the country. So I was making my way down there via airplanes. And Wait, Suze was visiting friends in Colombia. Is she a drug mm-hmm. lord or something? Maybe. It's a weird place to just go. I'm gonna go to Colombia. I've always wanted to go there, actually. I have too. I have a, a you know what? Uh, no. You're my improv friend. Yes. He goes there every year with his buddies, and he was telling me that for like four dollars, you get like mm-hmm. an eight ball of like the purest cocaine you'll ever do. That's what I've heard too. I've heard that about like Bolivia and Peru and stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah same. I've heard of yeah, yeah that whole region. But Does he like, know people there? Or he just goes to Colombia. I think he went initially in yeah. high school, and okay. he had friends there, or he stayed with a family, and he has friends there. So now he'll go and stay with like, you know, the host family's siblings or something. I don't know. Mm. But he goes down there, and he's like, he knows where to go, and so he'll go and like hang out, and he's just like, dude. It's like an eight ball of cocaine for four dollars. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Mm. Huh. Maybe that's what maybe that's what Suze is after here. Yeah. Uh, but the last hop was to go down to I think it was Miami, somewhere in Florida. It was Miracle who gives a fuck. <laughs> so I get seated across the aisle from this 
pretty pudgy, face tattooed out, little mini Jufro curly haired guy. She's like describing Jonah Hill with face tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was yes. like, I'm confused. I don't uh, know who mm. she's talking about, but maybe we'll figure it out. And he's just acting like a disgruntled fucker. He's, I want to say, like, mid-30, something like that. And I'm all fucking stoked. I'm going to Columbia and fucking happy at life. And I see this dude. He seems a little down on his luck. And he's got a... Do you, you know, draw like a little face tattoo or smile lines? He's got fake stitches tattooed on his face and... Wait, fake stitches tattooed I, on his face. I knew a girl that had that. Like stitches, like the my, Joker? She like, had like stitch, like a stitched circle around her one of her eyes. <laughs> Jesus tattooed. Christ. <laughs> She's one of these people that like took the 90s too far, you know? Did you know her biblically? No. No, hmm. she was... Uh, she was in my circle of friends, you know. <laughs> Did she she, she basically looked like a like a t- like a character that Tim Burton like drew, and then was like nah, and then crumpled <laughs> it up and threw it into trash. <laughs> nah, yeah. I have a better corpse yeah. bride. She's actually the woman that gave me dreadlocks though when oh. I was uh, fifteen. Yeah. yeah, so part of his head shaved off. I think it said like "fuck your job," which was like all right. Let's see. Maybe okay. He's having a bad time. And he's got his little, like, curls and a little, like, faux hawk thing, like, just frazzled. And he's very disgruntled. He really just was acting like a fucking shitty 12-year-old. So it's like, hey, man, where are you going? I mean, at least he wasn't throwing chairs at Amber Heard, you know? Yeah, you know, like, demanding an oxygen tank. Screaming about you know. James Franco, you know, <laughs> locking himself in the bathroom. Yeah, like Ashley projecting into Brazilian girls. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to Columbia, please. No, I'm still like riding the high, like going for the fucking meal. Wait, is she befriending the face tattoo guy? I think so. So she just kind of leans over and is like, hey, Matt, buddy, where you going? She kind of sounds like the female version of Polly Shore. Yeah, I think that's just, I think it's just how a lot of people from California sound. I feel like she's. Oh, is this a yeah, California accent? If she's not, it's not, if it's not California, it's somewhere along the West Coast. It's, yeah. it's Oregon it, maybe or it's Oregon. Vancouver or some shit, you know? Yeah. Which is kind of like. The same bullshit. It's kind of like Tommy Chong. They all kind of sound like that. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. Where are you going? <laughs> And he's just like such a little bitch to all of the, the stews and everything. He's got his arms crossed. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did she just call the stewardesses stews? <laughs> I was just trying to figure that out, but I kind of love fuck? that. Is what? that a male stewardess or steward? A male steward is a stewed? Oh, I, th- I, th- I think she's just like informal. The stews. The stews. <laughs> I thought she said the stews. Like you just said, oh, stew. you think she said the stews? I thought she said yeah. stewed. Oh, yeah, maybe she did say the stews. Like she's, yeah, yeah the stews could be well, a steward or a stewardess. 
That's how you know you can loosen your tie when somebody says the stews. You're like, oh, the stews. This is an informal person. I can loosen my tie. <laughs> Would yeah. you ever be able to do that? Would you ever be able to be a steward? No. Is it because of uh, just the flight? Like you don't want to fly on a plane, or do you not want to be like to serve people? Like what? What is it? I have a limit of how much I can take from stuff, you know? And like, cause it's like, I can deal with all manner of like shitty work and like hardship like that. But like taking shit from people, I have a, I have a real hard limit on that. And it seems like when you have that job, you have to take a lot of shit from people and you have to deal with it well. You know, and that's that's just like regular people, like some people just being assholes to you and, and saying yeah. something. But then think about the people that get really wasted and freak the fuck out, and then you got to tackle them and and yeah. zip tie them. Yeah, because I've heard about like flight attendants where it's like, oh, they didn't handle it right, or they said something mean, and it's like, motherfucker, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you know, I'm always very polite mm. to the flight attendants. Yeah, yeah, because they're actually very. I mean, it's that is a thankless job. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get everything in the world. <laughs> so, like, like, later on after the flights and all that, I was like, well, all right, let me get reception. Who, who's this dude that's fucking, like, fuck your job tattoo and, like, so, like. And the, the fuck your job. Called, <laughs> I think it's called fuck your job. He has a fuck your job tattoo, or which fuck I think my job or something. I don't know. It says something like that. We said fuck your job, but I think it's on his head. Yeah. Did she say it was on his head? That's not his facial. Well, she saw it, so it had to oh. be on something. I don't know if that was necessarily on his head. I hope. <laughs> right. I think it's kind of funny the way she's like, "This guy's yeah. got to be someone famous. He's got stitches tattooed on his face and a fuck your job head tattoo." I think I would assume it yeah, was. Yeah, I don't just, think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would assume it's like a carnival worker who managed to save yeah. up enough money to take a flight on Southwest. Right. You know? Or a reoccurring jail attendant, you know? Yeah. Like, so, yeah. <laughs> the face smiley tattoo thing. And lo and behold, it's, I guess, his name is Stitches. He's a Florida rapper. Oh my god, Look that guy. Video Wait, you know who that is? Fuck, do they suck? <laughs> Have you ever heard of Stitches? No. Yeah, oh, he's terrible. He's like, it's not trap. It's rap. Yeah. The, only, the only reason I know about this guy is mm. maybe last year, uh, he was in a beef with The Game. Remember okay. you know that rapper, The Game? I've heard of him. The game is like a crip. Like, that guy's, like, serious. I always get mixed up with the wrestler. Or the blood. I don't know if he's the blood. Because remember there was a wrestler called Called the game? Called the game, yeah. That's going to be the game for me, is he's the game. But I think he dated China. Did he date China? China? I feel like the game dated China. Maybe I'm thinking of Triple H. I might be thinking of Triple H. Hmm. God, I know more about this than I fucking knew. (laughs) That was before that. That was way before that. But uh, the right. so the game was in a beef with this yeah. white trash rapper with facial tattoos that sucks, and no one cared about him. But apparently, at, at I remember this because it's caught on video at a club, he went up and like spit on the games the games manager, 
Okay. And then the game's manager beat the fuck out of him. On huh. vi- it's on, yeah, and it was like the lamest fight you've ever seen. Like the dude was like doing one of those things where he's, you know, fronting and being like, I'll kick the shit out of you. Come on, bitch. That's what Stitches was saying. And the games manager just knocked him out with like one punch. Wow. Yeah, it was like something like that. But uh, I do remember that. And the other thing I remember that about the guy is before he became Stitches, because mm-hmm. he had this, like when he became Stitches, he kind of changed up his rapping thing or whatever and came out mm. with a, a song called brick on brick in your face bitch yeah I, i'm reading That's, the yeah. wikipedia but prior to that mm. he mm. was known as lil phil oh <laughs> Which, well that's less <laughs> i kind of like lil phil better than lil stitches phil. well look i will say this about this guy right he's only 24 years old and he's released Nine studio albums and he has what? three children. Yes. Nine studio albums, this guy. Yeah. And he's got three children. <laughs> All right. Jesus Christ. Oh, he's he's accomplished more than you or I have. <laughs> more than I probably ever will. Yeah, yeah. Do. So God. there you go. I mean, that's God. like Tupac levels of productivity there. You know? I don't even does Jay Z have nine albums? No. I don't yeah. I don't know. But I, I imagine, think he had like one album. But I imagine I, I one. He hasn't done much. Yeah. Yeah, but one Jay Z album is equal to yeah. like twenty five Stitches albums. You know. I'm not a Jay Z fan, but I mean, he, he <laughs> I think he just started like buying stadiums and doing other things that made money. You know. Well, didn't he marry Beyonce? And that too. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Um. Wait. There's a little bit more left in this call here. <laughs> Do you want to? Just indulge yourself in some shit. She finds this very funny. She calls back with a part two. Okay. Hey, so got a little interrupted, but uh, short story, short story. The the fucking little disgruntled doughy motherfucker. Is he Jewish? He's also a beekeeper. He's. <laughs> Wait, he has nine uh, studio albums, three children, and he's a face beekeeper. tattoos, and he's a beekeeper. Yeah, an apiculturist. <laughs> yeah. Which I didn't even know that was. I had to look it up. He's a beekeeper. Does he have his own brand of stitches, honey? I don't know. God, that's 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 a weird thing to like enterprise into. You know, I don't it's know like, if he sells honey. According to this, he does sell marijuana and guns. So <laughs> okay, all right. Maybe that's his that's his main export there. Yeah. But oh, wait, oh, he he's um his parents are noted apiarists, having published numerous treatises on the subject of beekeeping. Wow. So he probably grew up in a home that in kept a beekeeping bees. home. That's a right. A beekeeping home, and yeah. then I wonder if that was like the. That that's really odd because you think about like someone like Eminem, broken home, a mom that abused him and took pills and things like that, lived in a trailer park and he becomes a rapper. This guy lived in a home where his parents wrote treatises on beekeeping. That's right. But yet he was like, I'm gonna get a facial tattoo, right? <laughs> Fuck your job, become yeah. a rapper. Yeah. And then also keep bees. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Does he train the bees like Willard? I don't. I hope not. Because <laughs> that would make him formidable. 
Yeah. You know, at that point. All right. Yeah, I mean, if I, yeah, no. Really shitty, like, Dufro Mohawk. Turns out to be this guy's stitches, so I looked up, um, so I took note of, he had a, a tattoo on the side of his head that said fuck job, so I was like, oh, well, you can't relate to that. And I was like, oh, maybe I can cheer this guy up. He was just quiet and just super disgruntled. He was like an angry kid the whole time. Turns out he's like a really shitty rapper from Florida. <laughs> Look at his videos are are not cause really really bad. All of it, Am- amusingly bad. And uh, I don't know. That's I guess about it. It's a little bit more. But uh, yeah, you guys are great. You guys are honestly like the funniest shit that I listen to. Thank you. Mm. Keep it up. Cheers. I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, Thank you, I Suze. Will. This I guy really... kind of looks like if Jason Siegel became a supervillain or something, <laughs> basically. What what's his real name? Is it like Phil Berkovitz or something? It's Philip Katsibanis. Oh, so he's like Greek. He's half Greek, yeah. Philip Katsibanis. Huh. Mm-hmm. The yeah. beekeeper rapper. The beekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. is, that's weird. It makes me kind of want to listen to his. Does he rap it about does. bees? I'm sure he mentions them in passing, <laughs> in the way that Niners rappers mentioned Donald Trump in passing. You know. You know. Uh, thank you, Suze, for that enlightening story. Did you get an autograph? I would ask for. An, I would have got like the uh, the barf bag, the vomit bag. I would have been like, hey, do you mind signing this, Stitches? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, uh, I wonder if our next caller is aware of Stitches. Like, I wonder if he's a fan of Stitches. It's uh, Jizzy Jake. Jizzy Jake calls in about the Nawabians. Apparently, Jizzy Jake knows quite a bit about the Nawabians. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. But do you think Jizzy Jake's a fan of Stitches? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I think he's probably collaborated with Stitches on one of his uh, on one of his nine albums. I feel like, yeah, I could I can imagine, yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably did. So, gangsters, Jizzy Jake, motherfuckers. Um, so I'm gonna depart from my usual fucking bullshit where I tell you some fucking cool story about me banging some chick, doing some drugs. Which I have some good ones recently, but I just haven't really been level five drunk to like give you a call and tell you about those. But the New Wobbians, man, y'all fucking did like this little segment on New Wobbians fucking uh, not too long ago. And thank fucking God somebody's putting that shit out there. That's some real fucking shit. But y'all missed something on that fucking shit. Oh. And uh, uh, so you, you hit the head, you know, the head of the penis a little bit on on everything. But um. But you missed out on the fucking... I guess we didn't need it, you know? Yeah, like we got to the foreskin, but we didn't actually get down yeah. to the shaft. Okay. You know? I think Juicy Jake's going to take us to the shaft. Good. Part where Wesley Snipes, Wesley Snipes' motherfucking Blade was part of the fucking new audience, dude. And he was up huh. in those fucking pyramids and shit. What? I, I did not uncover that. Yeah. Did you know that? Nope. Wesley Snipes was in the I didn't read that in the 40th times. No, sir. (laughs) Mm. Well, all right. 
and he was teaching people fucking uh, uh, martial arts and stuff and uh, teaching them, like, military techniques and shit so they could, like, you know, try to take over the world and stuff, you know? Wait, Blade was training the Nawabians, like an army of the Nawabians? Is that what Jizzy Jake is uh, surmising here? I guess so. Hmm. I, you know, I didn't come across any of that. I, I, I don't want to, you know, I'm not trying to, to argue or contradict his sources, but I there's, would like to know your sources. No, there, there's, there, no, he's right. I'm looking it up. J- Wesley um, Snipes, really? Was, yeah, the, their weird town, whatever the hell, Tama Ray or whatever, their weird village. Um, a security paramilitary group called the Royal Guard of Amun Ra, owned by actor Wesley Snipes' Amun-Ra films filed papers to set up a security training center next to the Tama Ray compound. Were they all daywalkers? Maybe. Hmm. They might have been. Yeah. So. <laughs> so wait, he owned... What, what is... Um, like, he owned a security group? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. didn't even know that. A security paramilitary group, apparently, that I guess tra- they set up a security training center on site with at the weird pyramid sphinx center thing <laughs> the lobbyists claimed snipes as one of their own though a spokeswoman for snipes did not had any connection huh. so oh like black yeah. power type shit you know and uh so you missed out that's why he went to fucking jail he went to jail because he was uh, he, uh tax evasion right but the reason why he was evading taxes was because he was part of the fucking Nubians, and uh, I don't believe that. You know, he fucking thought that he was. A- <laughs> I think he just didn't pay taxes. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of famous people, Nicholas Cage, Willie Nelson. Yeah, they don't like paying taxes. They don't like to do it. Yeah, or they don't do it's it. A- yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, two blacks pay his fucking goddamn taxes. You know, it's a goddamn it, accidental racist son of a bitch. <laughs> I was about to say, there you go, Jizzy Jake. You want to know why you get chased out of bars in the pool queue? By black mm. women, it's because you say shit like that. Yeah. God. So you mm. you know you take the guy out of Florida, mm. but you can't take the Florida out of that guy. Jizzy Jake is not as woke as Dow Chemical. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. You know, you're too fucking African American to be doing that shit. So <laughs> that makes know, it better. Fucking. Mm. Man, I need to stop being so accidentally racist. Um. Anyways, I'll hit y'all. You ever see that movie, The Accidental Tourist? No. I don't remember when that came out. But uh, I think you could I think you could almost say, Jizzy Jake, The Accidental Racist. Sure. It's like, it, you know, it comes out, like almost like a guy with Tourette's. It just comes out, you mm-hmm. don't know you said it. You didn't mean to say it, but it, you said it. Yeah. Sometime this week when I get fucking level five drunk and uh, let you know about, um, I don't know, this fucking chick that I banged who kicked me out of her house and threw all my clothes out of her house and then I was butt naked at 7 in the morning fucking trying to put my clothes on in front of joggers and shit alright peace out <laughs> yeah why haven't you called us with that story Jake like I yeah. want to hear that yeah come on dude come on dude give you know, us a call let us know about this this is the, I mean seriously I kind of live vicariously through that guy yeah because you know I'm old I'm not Floridian or I don't know where, where does he live now? Now, like in North Carolina, North Carolina or South Carolina or something. Yeah. I, I would never, I don't have the opportunity to live that kind of life. Yeah. 
You know, I don't I don't get to go have sex with like white trash girls in the trailer park. You know, I don't get to do that kind of stuff. I don't get to drink mm-hmm. like, you know, a half gallon of Jim Beam. So I, I live vicariously through you, Jizzy Jake, mm-hmm. and I'd like to hear more about your stories. So give us a call back. Wow, but you know, I gotta say thank you for teaching us about the Wesley Snipes thing. I had no idea. Where did yeah. you find it? Did you see that on Wikipedia? It's on Wikipedia, not for the Nawabians, but for their village. Oh, that's probably how I missed that yeah. one. Yeah. So but anyway. There you go. People call Sick Wrong Hotline, 323-522-4032. We got uh, one email. Time for one email here. Uh, remember Asa? 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 I don't know how to say it. Of course. That girl, yeah, the Finnish, uh, Finnish yeah, lady. Finnish lady. Mm, uh, mm. She wrote, speaking of the Blue Oyster Bar in the latest episode, mm. this was built in Aland, apparently in Finland. And it was the most exciting thing that has happened that year. Sadly, I think it's now destroyed. Anyhow, I just wanted to share something from an island that isn't the Marshall Islands. All islands matter. Police in Finland, um, yeah, so she sent me a link to the story here. Apparently, police in Finland received a complaint after two pranksters erected a makeshift gay bar based on the Blue Oyster from the Police Academy films to protest uh, Russia's anti-gay laws. So apparently, uh, Putin owns an island in Finland. Mm. Um, and he like uh, yeah you know I mean Russia's anti-gay so he owns this like I don't know if it's like Putin's retreat or something or a presidential retreat okay but these pranksters that have their own I don't know they kind of have some own, their own comedy group here uh, made a bar it's a wooden structure hung with lights and decorated with blue lettering and it's supposed to look just like the blue oyster uh, they hmm. put it on a plot of land belonging to the Russian presidency on the remote Åland Archipelago, which is a Swedish-speaking region of Finland. And the pictures show people outside the bar, some clad in leather like chaps, and, and others wearing yellow builder's helmets uh, kissing each other. So, yeah, they kind of recreated the Blue Oyster. Why the fuck the Finnish people know about the Police Academy films? <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what I, my theory on this mm. is? Mm. I think those movies finally made it over there. Mm. Like maybe it just took so long that it's like we finally translated it and we've localized it for Finland. You know, I've never seen, I've never there. heard a bad thing about Finland other than it's fucking cold. Yeah, I, I, yeah a guy... You know, like cousin's husband or whatever. He's like a musician, and he always goes to play at the like Finland music festival. And he's like, "It's the best place ever." Yeah, like they weren't part of that whole black metal thing where they're burning down churches. I think I think there are Finnish metal bands, but they weren't yeah. burning down churches. They're killing each other. You know, I mean, they got they got Laplanders. People. You know, they reindeer are doing astral projection. They can yeah. do that. They can they can change shape into skinwalkers. It's great. Yeah, and they have like yeah. trolls that live in the woods. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. it's, I actually kind of want to go there one of these days. Yes. I kind of want to see that whole Scandinavian area. Yeah. Check out the Northern Lights. But apparently we won't be able to go check out this Blue Oyster Bar, but that is very funny. Yes. It would have been funny if Putin was there at the time, although he yeah. probably would have had these guys hung, drawn, and quartered. But oh. uh, Anyway, thank you, Asa, for sending that in. Um, people, best way to support the show is by be- becoming a sick and wrong patron. Seriously, patreon.com slash sick and wrong. Uh, we've been posting a lot of stuff there recently. A lot of new content, a lot of bonus content. 
Like we have all this extra stuff. Like Harrison and I, that's the thing with Sick and Wrong that people don't understand. The show is like hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. But Harrison and I bullshit about stuff. You know, and, and it just goes on and on. It's like yep. diarrhea of the mouth. Anyway, we take all that stuff and we post it to Patreon. Because why not? You know? I, I can't I think we were talking about Julian Assange today and how he looks like Gandalf the White. Yes. As he was getting dragged out of the Ecuadorian embassy in London. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, that's, that's something we post to Patreon. So just go to patreon.com slash sick and wrong. Sign up today and just access all that stuff. Why not? Finally, That's here's right. Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. This came in from Kim, who uh, sent it to, uh, to me on Facebook. I never even heard of this band, but I kind of like them. A French punk band called Camera Silence. And mm. uh, he sent this song called Realité, which is, uh, I don't know how you say reality in French, but Realité. Cool fact, their singer and bassist, Gilles Bertin, took part in a bank robbery in Toulouse, April 27, um, 1988, where nearly 12 million francs were stolen. Hmm. What's 12 million francs? Like 100 bucks? <laughs> no. <laughs> I forget what the, what the exchange rate was, but it's like, it's a few million dollars, I think. No, is it really? Is that that much? Yeah. Oh, francs, okay. were like, they weren't as much as a dollar, but they were like close, I think. I guess yeah. I think they're like pesos or something, but they're No, yeah. no. <laughs> Anyway, I, I was listening to the song. Actually, I listened to the whole album. It's pretty cool. They're called mm. Camera Silence. It's in French, but it's a pretty good punk band. So we're going to end the show here with Camera Silence Reality. Thank you, Kim, for saying that in. People will be back next week with episode 683. Until then, take a sleazy.
up, dude. I'm totally sorry, but the, it didn't sound good. No, you are sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, you... motherfucker. <laughs> You're not bugging me at all. What? All right, yeah. Can we can we do it one more time? I want to get the uh, those two things for again. For so it just didn't come out that that good that time. So okay. Okay, wait a minute. You want me to do both of them again? Yeah, yeah. So do um. Actually, do uh. You're listening to Sick and Wrong. This is Bob Madigan. You're listening to Sick and Wrong with Dean Lance. With who? With uh, <laughs> D and Lance. So this, this is Bob Madigan. You're listening to Sick and Wrong. Just do that. Yeah. Okay, you uh, ready? I'm ready. This is Bob Madigan, a.k.a. Donkey Daddy, and you're listening to Sick and Wrong. Oh, dude, that was perfect. And then uh, one more say, uh, this is Bob Madigan, and happy anniversary, Sick and Wrong. Okay. Happy anniversary, sick and wrong. This is Bob. Peace out. <laughs>